Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today to be here for a bonus episode. We are talking all things streaming for 2022. And there's no better person to talk about that with than my friend Austin Burke is here. And Austin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I watch too many things. And I'm very <laughs> excited to talk about all of the things uh, that I watch or have been watching over the last couple of months. And Rachel, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to be here. I'm excited to talk about some good and some bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you say as a whole that it's been a pretty strong 2022 for movies and and for t- uh, for series as, in, as a whole? I, I think so. I I you know, it's it's been rough in spots, like there have been patchy weeks with not a lot of things going on, and, and, you know, there have been weeks where I've given a lot of bad reviews, but the heights and the peaks, I feel like they've been stronger than the heights and peaks in 2021, so, uh, so far, I, I think it's a, a better year than last year, and I'm really excited to see what we have left, because there's still a lot of great things coming on streaming. Which is surprising, because if you think about last year we had all those day and date releases. So Mm -hmm. there was so much coming to, uh, to streaming, but yeah, I'd agree that this year there's been a lot of surprises, things I wasn't expecting to like things I thought I was going to hate. And then, then I ended up really enjoying like uh, Chippendale, for instance, you know, me too. Me too. Uh, And I was, I thought, Oh, this is going to be terrible by the trailers. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it ended up being really fun. But we're going to go over each of the different main main services. We'll talk about some highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And I also threw in a little bit of network just because there are a couple of things that I just wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, but uh, let's dive in. Let's start with Amazon. And okay. I don't know if you agree, but I feel like that they are one of the more underrated streaming services. Yes, especially... Uh, not only movies, but especially with these smaller TV shows that not a lot of people are talking about weekly. I mean, you have the big ones like The Boys, right? But there are other shows that feel like they just come and go. But I watched them and I'm like, that was really good. Why is no one mm-hmm. talking about that? So, yeah, I, I think Amazon is definitely underrated. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. One of the big surprises for me, and we talked about it in our uh, Valentine's episode with Natasha Alvar, was I Want You Back. I didn't know mm. anything about it. I went to a screening uh, for it and I thought it was so funny. I laughed throughout. It was very sweet. It was a really nice movie, not just about romance, but about friendship. And sure. I just thought the script was really solid in it. I, I enjoyed that movie. I, I don't think I liked it as much as some of my peers. I, I thought it was a little up and down tonally at times, but in terms of a, a sweet romantic style comedy uh, that you can just kind of turn off your brain and watch. I, I enjoyed it for that reason. And I really love the cast in that film. There've been a lot of those mm-hmm. uh, genuinely surprising rom-coms this year. And I, I, I think that one's a, a really good example. Which makes me so happy, obviously in Sal Murky's podcast, but I mean, we had a drought uh, for a long time. Yes, with no, did. With no romantic comedies being released are very few. And I was actually just talking with my friend Stanford about it, uh, that uh, I think it's a lot of it is to blame sort of the, the romantic comedies that were being released between like 2006 and 2012 mm-hmm. were really bad. There were so many terrible ones in that kind of period that I think everybody just kind of, got burnt out and and they yeah. thought oh well it's just a bad genre yeah. and they forget that it can be done very well and be very funny and you know the love stories are hopeful we want more at least i do I, i'll tell you one thing there's there's a movie it hasn't come out yet uh but it is coming to apple tv plus called cha-cha real smooth and mm-hmm. that's an example of the rom-coms that you know go a bit of a different direction yet they still fall firmly into that category and they're so wonderful and warm. And, and if we could continue to get more things like that, I mean, it's in my top five movies of the year. I think that would be amazing. But so far this year, you know, nothing really on that level, but there have been a couple, especially on streaming that I've been like, Oh, that was sweet. That was sweet. That was sweet. And it already feels like more than last year and we're only in June. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. 
So we also got the series with love on Amazon and I enjoyed this uh, for the most part. I thought it was well done. The only thing I guess I didn't like is that I thought they put the lead with the wrong guy. Mm. I was like, I liked the other guy much better (laughs) than the guy she ended up with. Okay. I forget the names, uh, but um, I don't know. I just, I, I think his name was Manny. I don't know. I just thought the the other guy that was kind of portrayed as sort of a big lug. Yeah. Um, I thought that he was better than the lead okay. guy. That, okay. uh, and I'm like, no, change it. Uh, it was Nick. It was Nick was the one okay. that I liked. Yeah. Um, I thought was better than um, than the guy that, you know, she ended up with. And I mean, but Emerald to- Tobia is one of the most beautiful people in the world. She was gorgeous she was gorgeous in it um i mean did you see this i didn't get to see it but i i think the cast is all of them are like really amazing looking people first of all but just really amazing actors in general and i heard a lot yeah. of people talking about how sweet of a show this was so i i really want to check mm-hmm. it out so you think it was, was worth watching for me yeah i think so and okay. it, it is it is really good as far as representation okay uh yeah which i like both culturally yes. and um lgbtq yes so that's good um what else did you see on Amazon that you might want to recommend? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw a, a couple of things. Well, just just uh, last week or so, I watched a movie called Emergency, which I thought was an interesting film. I, I, I didn't love it, but it was an okay journey with, I think, three really strong lead performances. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I appreciated that. I really loved Emergency, actually. I'm kind of nice. with you about Cha-Cha... I'm kind of the same with you about Chacha Real Smooth as you are about uh, Emergency. Wow. Like, okay. I, I did. I liked it fine. I definitely. Okay. But I really didn't like the ending. Wasn't my favorite. Uh, yeah. I, especially what happens with Dakota Johnson's character. Oh, and I'm trying okay. to like, pass it off as a happy ending for her character. And I'm like, yeah, what? No, oh, I, loved uh, I loved that. I thought it was great. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, kind of the same. Good. I loved Emergency. I thought it was so good. I thought it was tense and had a message, but it wasn't overbearing. It was managed to be funny, but sure. it was, yeah. but it was very tense at the same time. Yes. And, uh, I, I had a kind of a rough Sundance. I didn't have much that I liked. <laughs> I know. Same, same here. For me, Cha Cha Real Smooth was like far and away the best movie of Sundance. <laughs> Um, I liked Emergency. I thought my big issue with the film was the fact that they there's this mystery of sorts of how this girl got there and mm-hmm. they give you no sense of payoff at the end. And I, I just found it to be a really lackluster ending. But I really enjoyed the journey. And, and like you said, I think there's a lot of really good comedy mixed with with drama in there. So I think that's a solid movie on Amazon. Uh, in terms of other movies, I don't know if there's another movie I would recommend. There was one called all the old knives with Chris, with Chris, Chris Pine, that I thought was oh, it was, it was a little boring, kind of just okay. It's on there, uh, but I thought Amazon had some really strong showings in the TV category this year. Three shows in particular, and I'll just name actually four. You know what? We'll go four, and I'll name them off super quick. Um, Outer Range and Night Sky kind of fit in a similar category. One with J.K. Simmons and uh, Sissy Spacek. And then Outer Range is the show with Josh Brolin, and they're both sci-fi. They're both a little slower, but really interesting. I think Night Sky brought it home a bit better at the end of the day, but they're both setting up for big things in season two, so let's hope they get season two. Uh, The next one is Upload Season 2. Did you get a chance to watch Upload, Rachel? Mm, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, so this is the creator of The Office, and it's Robbie Amell. He's the lead. And uh, this was his show, not Space Force. Because Space Force came out that year. This was his other show. And I think this show is so much better than Space Force. So much better. It's a guy who goes into a digital afterlife when he dies. And it's this thing that has been created. It's like an artificial intelligence. So instead of going to heaven or whatever you believe, you go into this digital world. And your consciousness is uploaded. And it's a comedy. So really good series. Uh, But the last one is Reacher. The new Jack Reacher film or, or television show. Which I think is better than the movie especially the second movie really entertaining series and the lead the guy who plays jack reacher 
is awesome. I, I think I like this one more than a lot of critics, but I thoroughly enjoy this. I had a great time with it. I heard really good things about it. It's great. Yeah. Um, another one that I didn't go fresh on, but I, I think our uh, audience will enjoy uh, some is the book of love. Um, Sam Coughlin is, I think the next Harry, Sam Coughlin, I think is the next Hugh Grant. He's mm. so charming. Okay. Um, I, I, there were things about it that didn't work for me, but it, it was a cute enough, um, rom-com okay. if you're Sorry. Jones in for one, <laughs> which <laughs> I know many of our listeners are. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I only saw one new show on Apple plus, uh, oh. this season and that was Acapulco. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very sweet. Uh, it's, uh, it's, um, Eugenio Derbez, who I, I really like, I think I he's too. so charismatic and really good. And he's telling a story to his son about his experience as a, uh, young adult working at this resort in Acapulco. And, uh, it's charming. It's sweet. It's funny. Yeah. Um, the, the, the kid who plays the young Eugenio is good. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a little underrated. We haven't heard anybody talk about it, but it's actually a good show. Interesting. I, I haven't been able, I only watch, it's funny, Rachel, I only watch one show on Apple too, and I didn't even write it down, but I should have it. Severance. Have you been hearing no. talk of the... I've heard so much, and they did send me a care package. Okay, there you go. I haven't watched the show yet, so it didn't really work. Sorry. I, but, didn't, uh, I didn't review but... it. I just watched it, so I didn't even get to talk about it on my channel. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? That was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I heard the ending was like wild, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll go back, and it's one of those that Madison and I watched together, uh, but we watched it, and I was like, oh, okay, episode one's fine, but by the time we got to the end, I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm ready for the next season. It's great. I think Ben Stiller is the the showrunner here, uh, which is super cool. And I love the cast. Mm -hmm. So I think it's worth a watch for sure. What kind of show is it? I, I was a little bit unclear from the trailers and things like that. Like, is it a comedy? Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Okay. Sci-fi, drama, thriller. <laughs> um, it gets crazy. It gets kind of dark. I mean, there are comedic mm -hmm. beats in it for sure, but it is not what you expect from a name like Ben Stiller. I'll say yeah. that much. <laughs> I know a lot of people really enjoyed Pachinko. I haven't had a chance to see that mm. on Apple Plus. That. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But Our I also thing. got a care package. So their care packages are not <laughs> working, but please still send them to me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. But We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Well, let's talk about Disney Plus. Mm. And they had, a, I think, a, a pretty strong season so far for disney plus yes they did well actually i say that and I, there was a, a bunch that i didn't like so but i was really surprised by chippendale it was yes, so it's... funny i i thought it was so clever uh i i was not expecting to like it um i'm not and somebody invested in chippendale at all same rescue rangers i don't you know so i don't know it was just very clever very funny yeah I, I didn't love the story itself, but I thought like the focus on the two characters, the voice cast was great. Sandberg was awesome. John Mulaney fit the character perfectly. I'm like, this is everything I wanted. And the cameos and the Easter eggs, man, the ugly Sonic. How could you not oh. love 
ugly so it was so good <laughs> it was so funny and i was shocked i didn't I, I i was shocked that disney got that from what is it paramount yeah they i don't know managed how to make that work i yeah. i was really i was really surprised at some of those cameos i'm like oh the the uh the frenchman's magic ponies are in here for you know stuff like that batman it was really... versus et i mean come on yeah <laughs> It was so funny. Yeah. Um, well, I, what did you think of Moon Knight? Um, I was iffy through the first couple of episodes, but I actually really liked the twist and I really liked the way it played out. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed Moon Knight. My, my biggest complaint is I wanted more action from the series. I think that's the one thing because Moon Knight is a brutal, brutal character from the comics but i will say mm-hmm. as trippy as the show was and as as crazy as all the twists and turns were the comics are trippier the comics are crazier mm. so people who thought this show was too crazy go read the comics and you'll be like man they kind of played it safe <laughs> so oh, wow the comics are insane <laughs> uh but overall i thought oscar isaac gave a awards worthy performance he was phenomenal mm-hmm. in the it show it was really good yeah. yeah i enjoyed it overall it was a little confusing to me so that's very interesting that you say that i'll tell you what i did right <laughs> i was kind of like what is happening i'm so before this uh, uh before i watched the first episode my cousin and i uh we do a separate podcast every few weeks and we did a uh-huh. deep dive into moon knight lore that helped me so oh, much yeah. We talked about Moon Knight for an hour, and I knew every character going in. I knew every situation. I was not confused one time, but for someone that didn't do an hour deep dive before watching, I completely understand because there was so much in that show that was confusing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there really was. Well, one of my most unpopular opinions this Mm -hmm. year is that I did not care for turning red. Uh, it's the alone. first Pixar movie that I've gone rotten on, which is Cars shocking. Two. You didn't go yeah. rotten on Cars Two. That movie I stinks. Didn't go, I didn't go. I I thought it oh. was like harmless. Oh, it silly, <laughs> silly movie. Oh. But this, I just didn't think that the metaphor worked. I didn't okay. like it. I I didn't like the portrayal of the mother. I uh, I mm. was fine with the animation i was fine with the topics that they were trying to portray but i didn't think they did a good job at it i mean the whole thing is that she by the end decides to embrace the panda but the thing about that that i didn't really like is there's this whole ritual that goes along with supposedly not embracing the panda right that like allows you to i don't know what the ritual made no sense to me and so if if it's supposed to be a metaphor for your period and for puberty, which I'm fine with, um, then why, why, why do we have this ritual and why does she get to choose? You don't get to choose whether you have puberty or not. Like it happens. And so I think as a teenager, I don't think it's would be very helpful to watch this movie because it's not, it's, it's not helping you deal with, what actual what's actually happening is presenting this weird reality where you can like choose to experience it or not. And so I was just kind of like you, this didn't work for me, this, this metaphor. And then I just, I I found the mother so over the top and ridiculous, unhinged and kind of a cliche. I feel like uh, the, they, you know, they talked about the tiger moms uh, in, um, in Asian cinema and Asian uh, literature that, you know, these sort of over the top uh, caricatures. And she was one of the worst I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, Like her storming into that uh, convenience store. I just thought was ridiculous. And uh, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I, I, I didn't think it was funny. I, I didn't even really like the boy band because I mm. I just felt like this should be set in 2022. You could have you could have K-pop, and that would be. I mean, I know it's different than it's you know Korean, but still, yeah. you could it would make so much more sense than like a white boy band. I just think that would be really interesting, and I don't know. I just didn't like it. That's fair. I think that's very fair. I love. I'm. I'm on the other side of you with the the nostalgia, the early 2000s stuff, because I'm an early 2000s. Yeah. Fan. 
So give me all the boy band stuff. Give me all the early two because that was very it hit home with, I think, who they were trying to hit home with. And that was people who grew up in the early 2000s. So I thought they nailed that because, I mean, I'm I know I'm a tough, you know, I'm I'm listening to Lincoln Park and Fallout Boy. But I won't <laughs> lie, little Backstreet Boys and NSYNC when I was growing up, man, even I saw them as like the thing and every mm-hmm. all the girls around me were like boy bands boy bands. so that actually i thought that captured it really well because that's don't you how think that would have been good to have like bts like they could have had yeah. who was set now maybe i but i the, the director did it based off of her childhood so i yeah. and i don't even i'll be honest with you i, I mean, don't that's a small music. nitpick for me yeah. the other critiques were more important but i, I don't yeah. really i don't know a lot about bts so i can't <laughs> I don't listen to me. I listen to movie scores. So I'm like, uh, you say BTS. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I just still don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into the, 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 that stuff. Um, music in general. Uh, but I, I, I'm with you on, I think the first 30 minutes, I didn't mind the, the actual Panda stuff, like the lore I thought was really interesting. Um, I thought the third act was a lot better than the first act, but, this is why it's lower Pixar for me because mm-hmm. the first act was so it was like it was trying to be the quick paced uh, Lego movie type humor without the charm of the Lego movie. It was yeah. trying to be a Lord Miller film without the charm of Lord Miller. Like I look at Mitchell's versus the machines and while very different film, obviously that quick style of humor, yeah. um, which is what this movie tried to do. This film botched it in the first, the first act. Like, you know, I, I feel the same way. I enjoy Spider-Man far from home, but I thought the, I thought the humor in the first half of that movie was so lackluster. And that's how yeah. I feel about turning red. And I'm with you on the, the overbearing mother, that scene where she storms into the gas station. I'm like, this is, this is it's too cartoonish for me. And it yeah. may be accurate to her life. I mean, I know she was basing this off of, but even then I'm like, I, I just don't like how unrealistic this feels. It got a lot better yeah. for me in the second half, um, but I am definitely lower. It, it is bottom tier Pixar for me. Um, I, I think I enjoyed it, sort of, but that's not what you want from a Pixar movie. You want to be over the moon, and I just I just wasn't. So I'm I was very yeah. disappointed in Turning Red, kind of like you were. Yeah. Uh, well, another one that I had, I guess, an unpopular opinion. I don't know what most people thought of this movie on. Disney plus is I didn't like better, better than Nate or the Nate, the great or whatever. I didn't either. I didn't either. I was I expecting to love it. Cause I'm a theater girl. I love yep. Broadway. I love, you know, show tunes. I was expecting to really enjoy it, but I thought he was such an annoying. Yep. I'm with you, Rachel. I'm right. I gave, I, I couldn't believe I gave it a, I gave it a rotten in my, uh, I didn't do a YouTube review, but I, I did Letterboxd uh-huh. and all those things. And I, I was looking at the scores. I'm like, hey, did I just watch a different movie than everyone else? Because I just yeah. did. It was so cliche. And I've seen this journey a thousand times, but I just didn't really like the way it played out. You know? Yeah, just, and there were only like two songs. So it couldn't yeah. save it for me on a musical level. Which yeah. could have. I am a easy please when it comes to musicals. Sure. So it could have saved me there. But, uh, but yeah, I just... I did not enjoy it. I didn't think it was very good. Um, Another one for Disney Plus that I didn't enjoy, and this is going to sound funny, but their latest Disney nature film, Polar Bear, was terrible. I I don't know how you make it. I kept getting emails about Polar Bear. I'm like, (laughs) do I want to watch Polar Bear? But now now I have no reason to. Thank you, Rachel. Well, so they they always try to anthropomorphize the animals in these disney nature films mm. you know be like okay uh yeah like jerry the champ chimpanzee was going you know and they they make try to make this whole story but <laughs> in this one they make it even worse because it's in first person and i don't know why they did that <laughs> but what? Be like the polar bear will be like <laughs> this was the best day of my life <laughs> and i'm like what what yeah, no so that's dumb. awkward it was terrible and uh it it was just it was bad it was definitely the worst i think well there's one with meryl streep where it, about um butterflies that's 
okay. really bad. Um, this one was right there with it. <laughs> it feels terrible. like something you'd be forced to watch in like fourth grade. Your teacher goes out of the room. They're like, here, just watch this. And even, <laughs> even the fourth graders are like, what is this? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what you're describing, that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> and I like some of, I, some of the Disney nature documentaries. I, there's one uh, called the crimson wing about these flamingos that I right. became so invested in when I'm watching. I like, seriously, I was like, what? No. <laughs> uh, so they can, they can work for me, but not this one. Uh, the other one that I really didn't care for was right. cheaper by the dozen. I did not like it. Oh, I, I oh, felt yeah. like it had good intentions. They were trying to do something, uh, mm-hmm. tell a story, a diverse story, Everybody seemed like they were having a good time making it, yeah. but uh, I just did not like it. I, the whole plot with him, like trying to set up this diner franchise and, and, uh, oh, he's not there for the family, even though it seemed like he was there a lot and, uh, just all the conflict I hated for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was bad. It was well, just... you're, you're here. What are you watching cheaper by the dozen for? It's clearly for, the kids and those kids, their interaction with the the parents and, and the family dynamic, right? So that storyline, the diner, I forgot it was a diner. I'm glad you said that. That diner storyline, it was so dumb. I mean, why, why make this more complicated than it needs to be? Let it be a sweet yeah. family movie. And those moments in the movie were cute. They were self-aware. They were silly. They were cute. And I'm like, oh, the kids are great. They're, they're, they're such sweet yeah. kids. Um, especially the storyline where the, it all kind of culminates at the end. I thought that was sweet. But everything with the adults and the fact that it focused on them so much, I'm just like, that That was my issue with um, uh, Home Alone, the new Home Alone movie, except mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that one much less than this one. It focused on the villainous characters instead of the Home Alone storyline. Yeah. And this one did a similar thing. I'm like, Disney, it's very easy. Just do it. Keep it simple. And I think people will enjoy. But they didn't do that, unfortunately. Yeah. They should just look at uh, at Timmy Failure. Oh, I like that movie. Because yeah. that was the best one they've done. I yes. loved that movie. And uh, and just kind of try to recreate that. Yeah. I agree. I, I really enjoyed I, Penny Failure. I mean, I, I've never been like the biggest fan of the Steve Martin uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. But okay. I mean, it's fine. But it looks it's way better than this. Agreed. Agreed. Way better. Um, one that uh, one streaming service I wanted to mention that or did you have anything else for Disney Plus that you wanted to mention? Uh, no, as as far I mean I know we're watching Obi Wan right now. That won't be over until the end. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we haven't had another Marvel series, right? I think that's it. No, no. Yeah. I, I mean I've seen the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Me too. Which are so cute. I loved yep. it. I agree. And uh, I enjoyed Obi Wan. I. I don't know. I thought it, I especially liked anything with Leia. It was very, oh, yes. she was very I, good. I love young Leia. She is a wonderful, I want her to get a lot of roles after this. Cause she is a wonderful, wonderful actor. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the uh, Boba Fett? I didn't watch it. I did. I, you know, I, I thought Boba Fett was okay. The, the two episodes that everyone talked about, they were phenomenal. The one with all the cameos, but those two episodes <laughs> didn't focus on Boba, Boba Fett. Yeah. That's so. what I, was, I heard. <laughs> So I loved them. They were some of the coolest Star Wars things ever, ever. Yeah. But in the context of the show, I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, but the show was still fun. I, I like Boba Fett's story and exploring all those things. Uh, but I was kind of underwhelmed. I wanted it to be Mandalorian and it, it just wasn't yeah. that level of quality. The one I, I almost forgot, but I really enjoyed Visions, the anime. Yes. That I was really that cool. Show. That was yes. a fun project. It was very creative, uh, and I'm excited they're gonna we're gonna have season two. Yes, that is yeah, awesome. It was just cool to see like different artists take on uh, on uh, on Star Wars, and I think it showed to a lot of people that oh, anime isn't always like Pokemon or Digimon. I think a lot of people sure. kind of have it in that they they think of it as it's all like that, but no, there's all different kinds of art styles and and uh, and tones and everything that you get. There's goofy. There's there's serious, yeah. there's everything in between. Yeah. So that I thought that was cool that they used show. the platform to promote 
uh, you know, and whole art form, which yeah, I thought was neat. I agree. Uh, all right. Uh, one I just wanted to mention real quick that, again, this is a network one. This is on Fox. Uh, okay. It was the impeachment American crime story. I think it was super underrated. I think wow. it was incredibly well done. I mean, these are all events that you know, that we know, uh, yeah. but they, they, you got to see the inside perspective Yes. And uh, somebody like, I mean, Sarah Paulson was so good as Linda Tripp. I, I, I wouldn't even have known it was her. I mean, she completely immersed herself in the role. Okay. Uh, I thought Beanie was really good as Monica Lewinsky. The only thing that didn't really work for me was the, the Bill Clinton. And oh. I, I don't know. I didn't okay. love that portrayal, but I just thought it was a super underrated, very interesting, very well-written um, sh- show. And uh I think it's a shame I pro- it won't get any like Emmy love and stuff. People uh, just weren't in the mood for it, I guess. But I, hmm. I really liked it. So. Yeah, that's one. I saw the trailers. I loved, loved the trailers. So I, yeah. I'm i pretty bummed out that I missed that. One of these days I'd like to, because I, I think Beanie uh, Feldstein, is that her name? Right? Yeah. Feldstein. She is awesome. Like, I love her. So yeah. I, I want to see her knock this role out. And I, th- I think she yeah, will. Yeah, she does. And I mean, I didn't realize just how incredibly naive Monica was. And she yeah. really thought that she was in love with him, that he was going to be like, what? How could you Jeez. think that? But she was very, very, very naive. And, yeah. and Linda's perspective, I mean, it makes sense kind of why she decided to do what she did yeah, um, to protect herself. But then it kind of spiraled out of control. And sure. I don't know. It was just very interesting. And I liked, um, uh, um, uh, fa- uh, Lorraine, I think it's Lorraine Falco. Um, yeah. Anyway, played um, Hillary. She was good. Okay. Um, cool. I don't know. I just, like I said, I just thought it was very underappreciated and uh, I liked it. And maybe part know. of it is that I was a child of the, I was a teen in the 90s. So, yeah. you know, all of that happening kind of very, uh, was very memorable. And um, so, um, all right. Well, let's talk about HBO Max. I think HBO Max has had a very good uh, 2022. Would you agree? Uh, you know, I, I haven't watched as many things as I've needed to on HBO Max. I've, I've been a little behind, but there have been some standouts, uh, a movie in particular that I think we'll talk about. So, yeah, what I've seen, I, I've really enjoyed on mm-hmm. HBO. So they've had, I don't know if this is the movie you're referring to, but they had The Fallout, which yes. is directed by Megan Park, who's been in a ton of Hallmark movies. So we're super proud of her. And this is not a Hallmark movie, that's for sure, no. but it's really good. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it might be too close to home uh, for the moment for people. They maybe wait a little bit, uh, but um, yeah. it's about a, a girl who, who uh, is a witness, I guess, to a school shooting and her yeah. sort of how she deals with that. And um, it was very well done. I, I loved this movie. I was... I saw it way back when at a festival and was able to rewatch it when it re came out or, or came out for the first time on HBO. And this movie was shocking because I didn't know the premise when I saw it for the first time. Like I just, I saw the, po- I think the, the cheap poster that they made and I knew the cast. So when what happens happens in the film, I'm sitting back going, Oh, that's where we're going. But even after that, it's not, really where we went it was a very personal story it yeah. wasn't big it didn't have any action it wasn't the kind of movie that you think it's going to be it was personal and exploring the relationship with her family and this friendship that she makes and um w- the girl's name that was from music uh the co-star in this film really mm-hmm. rede- music was a movie that i couldn't stand she redeems herself in this film she was wonderful in this film and i thought the cast as a whole was great uh this is I think it's still in my top 10 of the year. It's a great movie and it's worth a watch. Yeah. It's Maddie Ziegler. She yes. Is, she's very good in it. Awesome. Uh, and Jenna Ortega is excellent in the movie. Yes, she is. So I saw it at Sundance. Um, Me too. In uh, 2021, I think. Uh, and I, I thought it was very good. Me too. Um, a, a couple others that I saw. I thought Moonshot was cute uh, with um, uh, Lance. Lana Condor and Sprouse, Cole, right? Sprouse. Yeah. I do that one. It, it was fairly predictable, but I enjoyed okay. it. Um, I liked the first season of, uh, or I liked the series Julia, um, about Julia Child. 
I think they, they didn't really get her voice right. So it was a little hard for me to kind of get immersed a little bit, but I still overall enjoyed it. Uh, it, uh, Sarah Lancashire playing, uh, Julia Child. I mean, it's a pretty hard character to play because she's just so larger than life. But, uh, I, I thought she did a pretty good job and, uh, and I liked, um, David Hyde Pierce as, uh, Paul Child, B.B. Newworth as Avis. Um, it was just pleasant. I, I love Julia Child. She's one of my like mm-hmm. heroes. So I, I will watch anything about Julia Child. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't able to check that one out. Yeah. Uh, of course, on this podcast, we covered and just like that. And <laughs> it was a mixed bag to be generous. All right. It wasn't great. Uh, I'm surprised they're a little surprised they're doing season two, um, particularly what they did with Miranda and with uh, Steve. We weren't a fan of. We didn't like that. Um, but yeah, it was fun to cover. <laughs> okay. Had a good time. We covered it um, every week. Um, and now we're covering Sex in the City every week uh, on the wow. podcast uh, because we had so much fun, me and Jax. Um, so it had, uh, I had to mention it because it did, um, uh, it did uh, have benefits. And I was a little nervous because I, I didn't know if our audience would be responsive to a mature show, you know, covering, yeah. um, but they were. So, yay. That was awesome. All right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, uh, the concert, if you're a Broadway buff, they have uh, spring awakening. Those you've known uh, this. I wish it was just the concert. They have all this backs behind the scenes stuff about mm-hmm. spring awakening. Uh, which was fun enough, but I would have just rather just heard the concert. Uh, but uh, but if you're a Broadway, you got to watch it. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Broadway fan. Um, what about you? Was there anything else that you saw on HBO Max? Well, it, it's technically, I guess it's technically an HBO show, but I, I watched it on HBO Max. I really enjoyed this season of Euphoria. Mm. I really liked it. It was it's getting more and more intense in my opinion. It's a very adult show. It's a very, I guess, art artsy style show. And, and it's, it's unlike anything I've seen, but it's given me a new appreciation for someone like Zendaya, who I've always enjoyed, but now I'm like, mm-hmm. she's actually a really good actress. And the cast of this show, they're continuing to break out and become movie star or, or co-lead in this film. Like you can tell there's talent, ridiculous level of talent and that's why i think the show works so well is because everyone is so good but uh man oh man the the finale of season two of euphoria was great and i i thought season two was significantly better than season one so Mm. i think euphoria is if you like that kind of show um it's different it's very different but (laughs) i enjoy it man i I really really do uh well let's talk about hulu real quick Uh, of course we had only murders in the building season one and I loved that show so much. Uh, it, it it was really funny, very well done. Definitely the best thing ever made about a podcast because usually they are <laughs> terrible yeah. about anything about a podcast. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It was so charming. It was so fun. I loved it. It was great. I, I can't wait for new season. I'm- completely with you. I this was in my uh, high up my top ten. Uh, um, it just, and I don't want to say too much. I I am I am watching season two right now, so I gotta I gotta you know, and I just rewatched season one, so they're kind of blending together. I will just uh-huh. not be specific and say this show is so stinking entertaining. I want to say yeah. week to week, but episode to episode, there's always a new mystery, there's always a new character, and this trio, the most unlikely. Of trios I've I've ever seen in a show. The chemistry is ridiculous and it works so well. And I'll tell you what, Selena Gomez, I, she's really great in this show. You know, I not that I've given her flack before, um, but I'm like, yeah, I like Selena Gomez, but now I'm like, she's really shocking me with with, yeah. with some of her um some of her especially in, in the latter couple of episodes, just uh, uh two, three, four lines uh, very intense, almost Emmy worthy in a way. I just, I love her performance in this series. It was one of my favorites. Um, I'm loving this show so far. 
Yeah, it's so good. And I love Ali Stroker in in the show. I think she's great. I'm a big fan of hers. And I don't, it's just it's just charming. People should watch yes. it. Yes. Um <clears throat> I uh, I think that our listeners will enjoy the valet. Um yes. I felt like Again, Eugenio Derbez was so good, charming yes. as this uh, valet, valet Parker that ends up getting uh, involved in this whole scheme, um, pretending to be the boyfriend of a famous movie star. <laughs> and it was a little tonally all over the place. I thought the it movie was. Uh, that, but I still overall thought it was cute. I enjoyed it. I was surprised with this one. I, this was actually, I think it's, one of my favorite rom-coms of the year. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah. I thought the chemistry between the two leads and, and the direction that they take their relationship. I appreciated that. Yeah. It's, it's refreshing in a sense. And I like the fact that it didn't end up too cliche, um, which was nice. Yeah. It was an, a platonic friendship. And, and even yes. in the, the other relationships are kind of messy for a rom-com. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, do you have anything else on Hulu you want to talk about? <clears throat> um, just some things that I didn't love. Uh, 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 Deep Water. Did you watch Deep Water, Rachel? No. Yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. I love Ben Affleck. I love. Oh yeah, that's what. That's what. Yeah. That was. I yeah. love Ana de Armas. <laughs> um, she's she's dating a guy that I know right now, Paul. He's, it's kind of weird to see that. It's, it's kind of crazy. Real? Oh yeah, for she real. Ben Affleck to my friend Paul. So there you go. Uh, (laughs) so yeah i just i thought this was going to be more like um well more like a fincher type gone girl movie yeah it wasn't it was the opposite it was it was poor dialogue the action was poor the progression was poor and the ending was disappointing so not one for me and i also watched how i met your father and didn't like it didn't like that show yeah. it was just it just didn't have the magic of how i met your mother and i'm not even crazy about how i met your mother it just it's lacking something so i hope it gets better it got renewed i was crazy about how i met your mother i okay. was a huge fan okay and then the final two seasons particularly the ending mm-hmm. made me so mad one of the first videos that i did on youtube was a like 20 minute rant where I cried about the ending. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, Rachel. It's not good. It was so terrible. I hated it oh, no. so much. I was so <laughs> mad. And when I saw this, How I Met Your Father, I'm like, no way. They're not getting a single more second of my time oh, no. <laughs> after what they did. I don't trust them. I don't. And I guess different people are involved and stuff, but I don't care. I'm not. No, I, 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 no way. I, I really sucked i hated it so much <laughs> i think the writers of this show are great I, I can't remember exactly what they they've written on but it was a couple of netflix projects i really liked so i was expecting good things but it just it did the opposite of my expectations it wasn't yeah. funny the relationships weren't charming um i love her in in the lead role i think she's great but everything surrounding that i'm just like i don't think i'll be back for season two yeah yeah We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarkie in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Well, Netflix, there's so much to talk about. probably be kind of quick on some of these but um the uh of course you were on our podcast when we talked about sweet magnolias yeah and that is such a good show it's yes, so it well done it was a an emotional season uh it uh was uh they had they can't have um what's his name have any more unrealized children children's <laughs> bill gonna bill no more 
poor <laughs> poor everyone in that town because yeah, you feel like, yeah. like he's the worst <laughs> yeah he really is <laughs> uh but i thought what they did with dana sue and uh and her husband and that whole dynamic was yeah. was really well done and interesting and um, well acted by Brooke Elliott, of course. Um, I just all the uh, the teen all the team plots I thought were really well done. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I just think it's a great show. I love. I it. do too. It's it's definitely especially this. I mean, you, your audience right now. If you are not watching Sweet Magnolias, you yeah. love it. I have recommended it to everyone. My wife, my my mom and dad, and and everyone's reported back great things. So I think it's a great show. It's a couple animated. Uh, things that I loved. Mm-hmm. I I think you recommended Arcane to me, and you were correct. That was incredible. It's so good. Um, <laughs> it was so good. It's so good. I uh, loved the Cuphead show. I thought it was mm-hmm. so well done. It really has the feeling of like old nineteen forties shorts from Disney yeah. or from yeah. Looney Tunes from Warner Brothers. It had that feel. I thought it was. Great. Um, of course, I loved Hilda and the Mountain King. So good. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. And I loved uh, Apollo 10 and a Half, A Space Age Childhood was just absolutely wonderful. And we covered, my friend Stanford and I, we covered it on our podcast. And the whole time we just were kind of sharing memories that the movie brought up. And it was one of my yeah. favorite episodes that we've ever recorded together. Uh, and that's the power of that movie. I just loved all of those projects. I know there's been a lot of hullabaloo about Netflix animation and everything that's happening and and just Netflix in general, but especially animation seems to have been gotten the chopping block uh, a lot lately, but uh, those projects really worked for me. I loved them. I'm with you on, on all of them. Arcane is top tier. The Cuphead show was super fun. I did watch Mm -hmm. Hilda and the Mountain King because I watched Hilda because you told me to watch Hilda and it was really good. Yes, uh, early entertaining. Uh, so, I, I I didn't see I didn't I didn't see <laughs> Hill on the Mountain King when it first came out, but I did. I, I finally got to, it and it was awesome. After my incessant begging, no, can. yes, I, and it was worth it. It was it was totally worth my time. It was yes. one of the easiest. Uh, Hilda was one of the easier uh, watches I've I've had in a while, so it was mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, and then Apollo Ten and a Half, still one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, it's in my top ten. Uh, nostalgia for something that I don't have nostalgia for, but I feel like I did have nostalgia for it. It was the weirdest experience. Yeah. I'm like, I was, I was locked into Jack Black, his voiceover. I was locked in and I was so good. So, and I know a lot of people were disappointed because they're like, it's not the movie I expect. It's not this good, good. I'm glad it was what it was because that was a journey down memory lane, but they were able to unlock these things in my brain that I didn't know. Like I started to think about my childhood, which was in a completely different time, but there will, you'll see parallels between what these kids go through, maybe what you went through, what kids are going through now. Um, also drastically different, but it's all about the mindset that these kids had. And, you know, going back to that place was amazing. What an experience, man. This was unlike anything I've watched. Yeah. It was so good. A couple series that I think uh, the uh, listeners will enjoy Mm -hmm. is uh, uh, Heartstopper, which we covered on the podcast. So good. Perfect. I really wouldn't change anything about it. It was so heartwarming. It was so well done. I, it was so sweet. Um, It, it was just great. I loved that show. Um, And then uh, Bridgerton season two, yeah. It was enemies to lovers. They made you wait and wait and wait. And I was dying, <laughs> but it was really fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And then also Emily Paris season two. It wasn't the best, but I don't know. It's something okay. to watch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Emily in Paris in general. It's like, yeah, it's is it, I guess it's worth watching, but it's like, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you yeah, know, Rachel, yeah. I still I need to see I need to see Heartstopper. I didn't oh, watch it. It's so good. I know. I didn't. I, I didn't watch. I need to see it. Um, nothing but good things. Uh, so, and they renewed it two and three, right? Seasons two and three for Heartstopper. Yeah. So that's Which is exciting. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a sign that it's it's amazing. Some 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 uh, series that I watched, seasons that I watched. Uh, Ozark season four. Little disappointed with the finale mm-hmm. itself, but I enjoyed the season. I just wish the last mm-hmm. episode was a bit better. Oh. Love, Death, and Robots season three, a huge step up 
from season two. A massive step up. I did not love season two, uh, but there were some amazing episodes. We talk about different styles of animation like Star Wars Visions. This is a great example. And David Fincher actually directed one of these episodes, which is really, really cool. Uh, and I'd say the best recommendation is the easiest recommendation, and that is Stranger Things season four. So far, episodes one through seven, I've loved it. I, I was a little hesitant about halfway through the season. I'm like, are they going to bring all this home? And they have so far. We still have two episodes left. Um, so I love what that was able to deliver. And then uh, just some movie. I, I have some things that I didn't like on Netflix, too, if you want to talk about those. But yeah. I did enjoy The Adam Project, which was Ryan Reynolds. It was fun. It was cute. I think it's a good family movie. And I thought that was uh, a nice surprise on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I haven't gotten to Stranger Things season four yet. It's just so long. I just haven't it had is. time. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, but, uh, but I I talked to you, convinced you to watch RRR, which yes, is absolutely yes. fabulous. It's yes. Roger Mule, who's an incredible director, and if they get him to make a Marvel movie, get ready, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's um, going to be because there's that I've heard those rumblings, and it would wow. be so cool. I would love to see that. But um, uh, but this was just such a a wonderful uh, spectacle entertainment. If you yes. if you want it, the the singing, the dancing, the it, it's a buddy a buddy movie. It's a yeah. movie about friendship. It's really fun. Um, also, uh, my favorite movie of 2021 was Tick, Tick, Boom. I absolutely loved that movie. It really spoke to me as a creator, as somebody who just keeps trying to kind of put stuff out there and hoping that the, you know, the world will accept it and enjoy it. And uh, so I just related to Jonathan's character so much. And of course, I love the music and uh, Andrew's performance. It was just a special movie to me. I watched it so many times. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you can see this, Rachel. I, 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 this is my YouTube history. I literally just listened to this morning, 3090, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> it is my obsession. I said I don't listen to a lot of music right now, which is true because I'm always watching movies. But there are yeah. movie scores and movie soundtracks that I'm obsessed with. And that is one of them. Yeah. Tick, tick, boom. It's so good. It's amazing. It's, it's, and I was so bummed. First of all, he was my Oscar pick. I was yeah. so bummed it didn't get a Best Picture nomination. I know. Um, movie like Don't Look Up over that. I'm like, what, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Ridiculous. Uh, it was ridiculous, but great movie. You know, incredible soundtrack. Heartbreaking ending. Uh, it just it played out in the exact way I wanted it to. And and, and same with with RRR. You were the one that pushed me over the edge. You know, because I got comment after comment after comment. <laughs> Watch this movie, and I'm like, okay, fine, I, I'll get to it. And then I, I saw your review and I saw the rating you gave it. And I, I was like, listen to your thought. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see what happens. So I turned it on. I, I And, you know, it's a long movie. Am I going to get through? Yeah, got through all of it. Worth every second. Super fun. Unlike anything I've seen before. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I loved it. So if we get a director, you know, the director going to Marvel. That is oh just what God. I've I've heard rumblings on social oh media. You know, who knows? But uh, I I would be fascinated to see it. What he kept would come too. up with. Yeah, I would really. It would be interesting. Uh, but um, but yeah. So you saw some bad stuff. I I mostly avoided most of the terrible stuff on Netflix. Thank goodness. Um, thanks to reviews like yours and others. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was stuff that like wasn't as good, like the royal treatment or Along for the Ride. Um, but not like to me, at least not like awful. Um, what about what were some bad ones, I guess? Well, uh, you know, in terms of disappointing, I think, um, space force season two was disappointing, not bad pieces mm -hmm. of her was disappointing. Uh, I wanted that to be great, but it was, and it's a Tony Collette series, not bad mm. in terms of bad. We have movies like the bubble which I thought the bubble was going to be a wonderful satire of what happened during the pandemic. It was almost the opposite. It was unbearable to watch with the humor. It was, it was yeah. terrible humor. Uh, the story was interesting enough, but I just couldn't get on. I wasn't laughing. Uh, the, the, the two worst though, senior year, 
which I just didn't like. I I love Rebel Wilson. I think she's really, really funny. I was hoping she could bring this over the top for me. It was such a tonally inconsistent movie. I do like the parallel of high school 20 years ago compared to high school now. That was cool, but the humor was a huge miss. And then the worst of the worst, 365 days this day, the second film in what is looking to be one of the worst trilogies, hope to God it stops at three, of all time, this, these movies, Rachel, they're terrible. They, they try to be not terrible. They're so bad. It makes Fifty Shades look like The Godfather. Okay? <laughs> That's where I'm at on it. It's that. Yeah, bad. yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like dishy fun. It's not. No. No. It no. looks terrible. Uh, just watch Bridgerton instead. Yeah. If you want something dishy. Go watch um, Paint Dry. I mean, at this point, just paint watch, dry. Yeah. watch <laughs> This was, I love that the, the old um Siskel and Ebert when they're like, uh, uh, I'd rather be alone in a in a, <laughs> a lone watch staring at a wall. He's like, yes. yeah, I, I'd be alone with my own thoughts. That would be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah, exactly. You could think Much something better than this. That's the thing about this story, Rachel. I know you may never watch it, but this is not a movie it's a series of music videos with sex scenes that's what it is there's no plot there's no cohesiveness it's it was kind of a fun watch because it was so bad in this weird almost demented way (laughs) (laughs) but in terms of an actual cohesion of the plot there's nothing there so yeah that is that is by far the worst thing I've, i've seen on streaming this year for sure all right. Well, I wanted to mention real quick uh, the on PBS, All Creatures Great and Small, season two. It was so good. I absolutely loved it. Okay. Uh, so well done. I know that listeners of the show will love All Creatures Great and Small, season one and two. Wonderful. It's about this uh, uh, veterinarian in like the um, early turn of the century. Uh, and, um, his uh in, in the yorkshire um england um uh, and i don't know it's just so charming it's cute nice. it's there's a really great romance and uh i i love uh the other two people that he works with in the veterinarian practice are really fun and uh it's just a it's a great show uh people should check it out i awesome. loved season two as much as season one uh, but then there was Sanditon season two on PBS that. and it was terrible and I hated it. What? So don't watch it. <laughs> wow. I remember you talking about season I didn't, one. I didn't like the first season, yeah. but I thought, could they, they've they, like, it's been basically like crowdfunded. People wanted it. Yeah. Season two. I thought, okay, they're going to fix the mistakes that they made. Cause it was too try hard in season one. They were, they were trying too hard to be edgy and different and because they have this unfinished Jane Austen novel, so they can do whatever they want yeah. with the story. And where they went with it was just so stupid. And it was like <laughs> Andrew Davies, who was done like Pride and Prejudice and just all of these incredible series, yeah. they were like, did you forget how to write a romance? Because oh, no. what are you doing? And I especially hated all the sub characters. There's this character named Esther. Anytime she's on the show, I just cringe. She's terrible. <laughs> and and then, so then they bring it back for season two. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it because they're going to fix it. They're going to make it better than the problems in season one. No, yeah. they literally like repeat the same problems completely over again. Oh and the God. ending was so maddening. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, no. That's the worst. It was oh, no. so bad. I hated it. <laughs> like, sure, it looks nice but that's all I really got for it. I really didn't like it. Um, And then I thought was kind of super disappointing was on Showtime, super pumped the battle for Uber. I thought this is going to be great. I love Mm. Kyle Chandler so much. He's one of my favorites. Um, And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is so good and, you know, just looked great, but it was so bland. It was so boring. It just, they did nothing like with, this interesting story. Um, It was a big disappointment for me. Yeah. I I didn't like it. uh, I heard a lot of that uh, about that going into it. And I, my plans were to review the season, but I just, I never found time to do it, but that's yeah. And I never looked at the reception. So that's kind of like 
dang, because that cast is amazing and that story looked just looked interesting. I I like the trailers, so yeah, man, that's kind of um, that kind of bums me out. I literally got Showtime to watch it because it oh, looks wow. so good. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I signed up because I was like, oh, that sounds that that's it seemed like it was it it uh, it seemed like it was guaranteed to be a success, but it uh-huh. just shows the script. It's got to got to have the script. Uh. Because yeah. the scripts were just so bland. It was just like going, it felt like going to a bunch of business meetings every episode. Like there was just, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt to make that comeback. And I, I thought this yeah. would be it. I thought this yeah, would be it. Yeah, me too. <sighs> um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was on Stars Outlander season six was mm. so good. Uh, it left on it kind of a, a a bit of a cliffhanger. I loved the uh, the final episode of the season. I mean, I uh, I I just it was I was so invested in the characters, and I'm so I think that um that um that uh, Catriona Balfe is so good in this in this show. I I don't know if she's been nominated for Emmys or stuff, but she should be. Uh, she's great. I think that Jamie and Claire have such good chemistry. I mean, you're just feeling it so much. And I know it's it's just, it was great. I thought it was very well done season six and we've been waiting so long for season six. Mm. So it was, it was very exciting. Hopefully we don't have to wait for season seven. I'm only on season uh, two of Outlander, but my wife just recently started watching it last month she's already on season four which yeah. tells you how much she is loving this show so, so i need to play catch up i've heard nothing but good things and uh so what'd you say there how many seasons do we know how many they're gonna have total i don't know but i know that they're gonna have seven uh okay. season seven they've okay. announced that so and i think they are even like filming and stuff so I, I don't think we will have to wait as long but that was gotcha. brutal and we waited three years i think for Jeez. In between five and six. I need to play catch up because everybody says this show's amazing. Yeah. And like I said, Katrina Buffy is so good. And mm-hmm. her chemistry with Sam Hugan is really good. And I also loved this season. The storyline between Brianna and Roger was right. so good. And the there's a uh, a plot thread with them. They're, they don't know whether the son is her, is his son. Okay. Because of things that happen. Um, and they make our discovery in the final app in the finale as the season finale that was so heartwarming. So the, the the only time I've ever seen lice being used for like a heartwarming moment on a television show. Oh wow. Was. Okay. Okay. Um, it was so sweet. I was like, yay. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a spicy show. So, you know, it won't be for everybody. But um I I really enjoyed it i finally caught up with because i'd heard like you i'd heard from so many people how good it was yes. and uh and so i watched it and it was great my wife's obsessed like when i say obsessed i mean i will walk into the bedroom and she'll be like it was such a good episode and i'm like i guess i need to catch up because this is like really high praise from someone who walks out of every movie and says that was okay even if she yeah. loved it, she'll just say that was okay. But this, she's like, "Oh my god!" So I'm like, "All right, I gotta watch the show. I gotta watch." It. I we'll think see. we need to do a Outlander bonus episode with your wife. Oh, she, her obsession <laughs> knows no bounds with the yeah. show right now. So I think she would love that. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Well, there we go. Did you have anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, no, nothing that I can. Uh, Think of just to, just to recap in totality that we've talked about some really great things yeah. in today's podcast. Like there are genuine and there are so many streaming services and and, you know, streaming services that yeah. we didn't even talk about, like Peacock and Paramount yeah, Plus. Paramount. But, uh, but overall, I mean, I mean, it, at least two to three great projects per streaming service that you all could could check out and hopefully this will mm-hmm. this will tide you over because we're we're supposedly getting some great things down the line this year so uh our best lists could look completely different by years yeah. in and that's very exciting i mean if i can just get a few more people to watch all creatures great and small uh <laughs> arcane cuphead show oh, yeah. rrr oh yeah tick tick boom only oh, yeah. murders in the building i mean mm-hmm. uh heartstopper yeah. 
I'll be we happy have, uh, with my life. A <laughs> couple weeks. We have uh, Love, Victor. We have, um, which I'm watching mm-hmm. the new season of right now. And and I believe Only Murders is this month, right? It's the end of June, season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. That's super, so, super exciting. If you're listening, let us know what you think of all the different things we've talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. And Austin, where can people find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on uh, YouTube, just my name, Austin Burke, uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Burkinator, and I am trying to do TikTok. Oh Austin my loves movies. I don't know <laughs> how to do it, but I'm trying to be like the kids. It's lit. So <laughs> if you have TikTok, that's where I am. Check it out. Uh, well, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure that you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars. It really helps us a lot. And if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We'd really appreciate that. We also have the patron group where we have tons of fun uh, patron events where you get to meet Hallmark stars and other fun things. So definitely check out the Patreon and also the merch store, which we have tons of fun designs. And uh, and we really appreciate it. And thanks so much, Austin, for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.